praise God. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for your presence. You are majesty. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You reign forevermore. God, in these next few minutes, I pray that you would reveal yourself to every person who is lost, broken, afraid, hurting, confused. May your spirit move in a mighty way in the hearts of your people so that when you do reveal yourself, there will be a shout of praise knowing that we have the victory and our God saves. Lord, I'm asking for the souls of the weary heart, those that have come in and they can barely keep going. But I pray that tonight's strength would rise up by the power of your spirit. I pray, oh God, that you would put a fire in the heart and soul of those that are empty. You would fill them, Lord God, from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. They would sense the presence of Jesus Christ. And so, God, I thank you because tonight will not be a temporary fix. You are going to completely heal and mend the brokenhearted. I know you will because you are God. You are God and you have the final say tonight. No one can escape your grace tonight. No one can escape your love. So have your way, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Hey, if you have a Bible, I'd love for you to open it with me. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. You can listen. But I also encourage you to get a Bible. The Bible is very important. The Bible is going to lead you. The Bible is going to fill you. And the Bible is a constant reminder that you are loved. And without God's word, you and I are lost. So you need God's word. Can I get an amen? So this is why I always encourage everybody, whether you're visiting, whether you're just kind of popping in, whether you're not quite sure about it all, hey, why not just download the Bible on your phone? And that way you have scripture with you all the time. I wanted you all to read scripture with me. I'm, I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 through 18. Hebrews chapter 10. My word tonight is titled, A New Year's Revelation. To be honest with you, I could not come up with a New Year's resolution for myself. And most of the time when I set my New Year's resolutions, I don't follow through. And somehow I fall short about halfway through the year. Sometimes in just a month. Sometimes just in a few weeks. When I say I'm going to cut back on dessert, suddenly I'm in the grocery store with my kids. And there once again is this beautiful chocolate cake that I just can't resist. I said I wasn't going to do it, but there I am putting it in the microwave for a perfect 15 seconds just so that it warms up with a little spray of whipped cream swirled around the top and a little few dabs of cinnamon just to top it off and make it look very pretty. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Can I get an amen? That's good stuff. 
But there goes my resolution to refrain from sweets and suddenly right there, there I am. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to not make any resolutions, but what I am going to ask is for God to reveal himself to me. That's, that's been, I'm only, I'm, I'm giving you tonight what I've asked the Lord to give to me just personally. Uh, we've been able to have some relaxed office hours at Times Square Church over the holidays. And, and after working on the Christmas production, Lord knows I needed it. And so I flatlined for the last two weeks. I, I came in for Tuesday night prayer this week, but let me tell you, I was laid up, feet up. Like a dear friend and brother of mine says, Pastor Derek Griffin, toes up. And there I was. But in my time, I was also asking the Lord to speak to me. And you know something? If you believe in faith and ask Jesus to speak to you, he will. It doesn't take much to put together a prayer of faith. It's just simply this. Jesus, save me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, speak to me. And so God spoke, and he brought me to this wonderful revelation where I'm going to ask the Lord to continue to reveal to me through the course of this year and reveal to you as well tonight so that everybody here in the house of the Lord and everybody watching online would know that there is a God who loves, a God who cares, a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to keep you, and he's going to do miracles in your life through this year. I believe it. Miracles. That's the God that I believe in. That's the God I choose to serve. That's the God I say yes to. And I'm not going to sit around and ponder why this isn't working out, why this hasn't happened, and what should I do next. I'm just going to trust that God is going to show up. He's going to be faithful. He's going to meet me right where I'm at. I don't have to earn his love, earn his grace. He just gives it to me. I receive it, and I'm walking in the power and the victory of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? I've given you enough time to get to Hebrews chapter 10. If you got it, say amen. amen. Beginning with verse 12. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, that single sacrifice was Jesus Christ dying on the cross. One time, and that's it. He's not going back on that cross ever again. He did it 2,000 years ago, amen? He went to the cross as a sacrifice for you and I. It should have been us. We should have been the ones to die. We deserve it. You and I are the sinners. We're the ones that have messed up. We're the ones that have failed. We're the ones that messed up in 2018. We're the ones that are flawed. But Jesus stepped in and became the sacrifice for our sins, our sins. And the word of God says he sat down at the right hand of God, meaning this, that after he died, he went into the grave. But on the third day, he rose up from the grave and he sits at the right hand of the Father. It's an amazing, amazing revelation that God, Jesus, who is God and the Son of God, one in the same. There is God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one God. They are the Trinity as we know. But God, who he is as the beginning and the end, in all of his power, in all of his glory, in his sovereignty, he is able to sit on the throne and he is able to sit on the throne of our hearts. It's an amazing, amazing revelation for me that he sits on, on the right hand of the Father and he dwells right here in my heart. That's who God is. 
God has chosen in all of his power to dwell inside of us. That's his spirit that's been given to us. And so the Bible says that he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. His enemies. That would be sin, that would be death, and that would be the devil himself. All three of them ain't nothing but a footstool under the feet of Jesus. That's the God I serve. That's the God I believe in. And so even though scripture tells us this in Hebrews chapter 10, that he is waiting for that time until his enemies should be made a footstool, his enemies are powerless in his presence. His enemies have been made powerless because of the finished work on the cross. But his enemies will come to their complete end when he comes back to take us home one day. Oh, what a glorious day it's going to be. This is the God that you have been given to set you free. This is God, Jesus Christ. He has given himself to you and I. Savior, healer, redeemer. And so the word of God says, for by a single offering in verse 14, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. We've been given the Holy Spirit. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and write them on their minds. He's going to give you and I a new mind. When we believe in Jesus Christ, when we receive him, we get a renewed mind, a new mind. We're made a new person in Christ Jesus. That is a gift from God. Nothing that I can earn, nothing that I can sort out or figure out in my own strength. God just steps in and he just takes over my mind. He takes over my heart and he takes over my emotions. He becomes God in my life. Because without God, I am nothing but a mess. But then the master steps in. He gives us the Holy Spirit, amen? And then I love this in verse 17. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Which means I am not obligated to constantly try to fix my wrongs or try to put together a plan to stop sinning. The plan is in the cross of Jesus Christ. The plan is in you and I in faith receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. It is amazing how we will come to a place of, of feeling guilty or overwhelmed by the, by the mess that we've made. And we'll, we'll find ourselves trying to figure out in 2019 the, the steps I'm going to take to be a better man. Or the, the steps I'm going to take to be a better woman. Or uh, I, I'm going to go buy a few more health books. I'm going to buy a few more self-help books. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find a new psychologist or, or a new therapist. And, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making light of those things. But if you don't start here, then you're in trouble. Your salvation is right here in the word of God. The word that became flesh. It's Jesus Christ. That's the greatest help we have. It begins and ends right here with this word where God writes his laws. He, he writes his grace and writes his love in our hearts. He's, he's deeply embedded in our hearts and our souls. And he, and he takes over and you and I become a new person. And you've got to believe that in faith. You've got to believe that. 
You've got to receive that. Now, jump over with me to Isaiah 66. And if you don't have it again, just listen, but I'm going to move faster. Isaiah 66 says this, verse 1. If you got it, say amen. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Three things are required from you and I. That we would humble ourselves and recognize our sin, recognize the error of our ways, recognize our wrongs, that we would recognize that we've done something that is in opposition to a holy God, that we would approach God with a, a contrite spirit, which means we, there has to be an attitude of remorse. There has to be a sense of knowing that I've done something wrong and I can't go on like this. I need Jesus to come in. And then... Would you and I be willing to reverence this word, to believe it as truth, to walk in obedience? You know, I was looking at the context here in Isaiah and the context in, in Hebrews chapter 10, and I found it to be very significant for you and I to understand what this footstool is all about. And, and there's, there's two different Breakdowns, there's two different references to the footstool. One represents the enemies that will be made a footstool. The other one represents the earth, which is his footstool. And, and basically, God is speaking and saying, you and I do not have the ability to fully contain the glory and the power of God. Like, it's beyond what we can fully grasp for ourselves. It's beyond what we can fully process, which means, you know, some, sometimes we come into God's house and we think, okay, as long as I go to church, that, that, that's a good thing, right? I'm, uh, first Sunday of the year, I'm at Times Square Church and I'm, I'm off to a good start and, 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 and becomes just a feeling rather than faith and knowing that God's glory is to go with you each and every day. See, I, I, I don't want to just experience God's glory here at Times Square Church. I want to experience God's glory on Broadway. I want to experience God's glory when I get in my car and head home. I, I don't know about you, but I want to experience God's glory in my Uber car, knowing that God is with me and God's going to keep me. I want to experience God's glory in my home. Wherever I lay my head, that's where I want to experience God's glory. And so God was saying this. He goes, the earth is, is my footstool. Heaven is my throne. You, you all here and earth can't fully grasp and contain the power that I have. Where sometimes it seems like we try to have some sense of control of how much God we want in our lives. Or, or when we want God. Or when we want to be spiritual. Or, or, or when we want to do the Jesus thing. You have to be fully surrendered tonight. You have to be all in. Even this beautiful sanctuary can't fully contain the glory of God. We get a lot of God's presence when we're here, but God's presence is beyond even this very earth. And so 
Scripture describes the earth like a footstool. But Scripture gives us a picture of a footstool. And, and, and we just finished reading how God said, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. I had to really give you this picture and I have a footstool at home. And I think I drive my wife crazy sometimes because I use my footstool for like everything. I mean, my youngest daughter, Zoe, she uses it to reach the cereal in the, in the cabinet. I use it for like my food when I want to just sit on the floor in the living room. And I don't know. I, I use it. I set my coffee on it. I just, but, but with God, he, there's only one position he takes. He said, the earth is my footstool. It's not to make less than of who we are, but what he's basically saying here is, I'm in control. He's basically saying, look, earth, you folks down here in New York City, y'all can't contain me. Not my, I've got way too much power, way too much authority, and there's no way you can move unless I say so. I got you. I'm watching over you. Why are you so worried about what's going here, going on here on earth when I'm standing right here and I've got you in the palm of my hand? It's amazing how we can stress out over the footstool and we, we just moving about in life hoping that we can make the to turn left or right where we need to go and, and, and God, I'm going to do something good for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my, my life together and, and, and some of you all are, are stressed over what's going on here on earth, not recognizing that you and I have been set free by the power of God and the very power that stands over the earth, the very power of God, which is all in his hands, has been given to you and I. And, I, and, I, and I, I, over this break, I've been liberated in my thinking because sometimes I'm, I'm down here trying to work out things and trying to figure out life and trying to move on when really I should just be resting in the arms of God's grace and his love. And, and, and what, what that is, is when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, it puts your, puts your life in a supernatural position rather than living life in the natural. This is why we read in scripture that you and I, once you receive Jesus Christ, we're just passing through. I'm on my way up. The earth is just a footstool. And then scripture also describes the footstool as the final outcome of God's enemies. The devil is under the feet of Jesus. Sin is under the feet of Jesus. Death is under the feet of Jesus. I, I, I picture this. And he said, he said, look, sin, I, I'm sitting on my throne and, and I have the final say. The word of God says that he is the alpha and omega, which means he's beginning and the end. I, 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 I know how things have started. I know what your ending is like if you would just put your faith in me. And, and, and so 
Sometimes we find ourselves feeling overwhelmed and bombarded and oppressed by, by sin, by the devil, spiritual attacks. I can't sleep at night. But for every person who believes in Jesus Christ, you are made free by the power of our God who sits on the throne and his foot is on the neck of the serpent. And that serpent is the devil himself. You see, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6, 16, rather, the peace of God will soon crush Satan under your feet. Listen, it's a wonderful revelation. First, God gives us a picture of his power and authority where the devil and sin and death are defeated. But then in Acts 16, I read that the peace of God, which has been given to you if you just believe, you don't need to start this year stressed out. The peace of God will soon crush the devil. Meaning this, that each and every day, it is a fight and there is a battle. But we know we have the victory in Jesus Christ. So even though you might have to fight every day, you know who wins the battle. For every person who believes in faith that the battle was won on the cross, the victory was won on the cross. This is why he says, look, there is no more power in sin. There's no more, no more power in death. There's no more power in depression. There's no more power in anger. There's no more power in drugs. There's no more power in loneliness. I've got full control. And you get to be co-heirs with Christ, meaning that you get to experience this very same power and you yourself will crush the head of the enemy. Praise God. I don't know about you, but this year, I'm giving my full attention to the one who sits on the throne. I'm giving my full attention to a holy God. And during my break, I said, Lord, I want to know more about you, even, even whether I'm tired or I feel weak, but I want a greater revelation of the cross that has set me free. I want a greater revelation of your power. I want a greater revelation of your glory. Man, I've, I have found myself giving way too much attention to the footstool. To the, to, I, I, sometimes I'm just so concerned about the spiritual attacks. You know, you ever heard people talking about, oh, the devil's after me. The devil trying to get me. And, oh, man, I, just, I feel like I'm seeing demons at night. I, just, I, can't, I can't even go to bed with the lights off. I just, I have to keep them on. My wife and I, we used to work uh, inner city camps for, for a gang prevention program where we worked with gang members, male and female gang members uh, in, in, in Boston, uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, we ain't the only ones that got issues. And, and, uh, and we work with these gang members, and, and a part of our program in, in, in this summer program was that there was a curfew, and that was just, that was foreign to these young brothers and sisters, a curfew. And so we had just asked that you would just, you would just be in your dorm room at 10 o'clock, and it was, a, it was a great program. But then we had another uh, rule that we said by, by midnight, the lights had to be off. Now, that was written in the policies, but shortly after about a day or two, we had to, we had to let go of that rule because all of these hardcore gang members were afraid to sleep in the dark. 
And I remember them coming to me and be like, yo, Mr. Dave, oh, I can't be sleeping in no dark like that. I'm like, what? How's it you gonna tell me that? You out all hours of the night hustling all night long in the dark? Nah, nah. Where I come from, the street lights is up all the time. He was like, to be real with you, I ain't even never been in no dark like this. So like, I'm gonna do what you say. I'm gonna put my head on the pillow, but I ain't turning off my light, Mr. Dave. And you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but it's also very serious in the sense of, of this reality. Fear is real. And we all face it head on. We all face a moment in fears. Some of us a season of fear. Some of us a lifetime of fear. And that spirit comes directly from the devil himself. It's a spirit that would cause you and I to, to take matters in our own hands and attempt to maneuver around those things that have oppressed us, those things in life that have scared us, those things that keep us from going forward. The, the biggest hindrance to moving forward and receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior is fear. Fear and pride. And oftentimes pride simply just becomes a cover-up of the fears that we have because we've been deeply wounded in our lives. But you know something? Fear is also under the feet of Jesus. Tonight, set your eyes on the throne. Set your eyes on Jesus, the Savior, the King who desires tonight to inhabit the praise of freedom in his people, who desires to make you a new person. You don't got to worry about all of this down here. There is a God who sits on the throne and he sits with open arms and says, come on. Would you rather sit in my arms or would you rather live life down here still trying to figure out how you're going to fight a demon tonight at 1 a.m.? I don't know about you, but I want to sleep good tonight. <laughs> but you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You can't live your life trying to contain and maintain a certain portion of spirituality, but yet want to do your own thing. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for anybody here who is willing to step out and believe in faith that Jesus is Lord and Savior. And tonight, will you completely surrender to Jesus Christ? Will you look to the throne, to the King of Kings? And will you say yes to Jesus Christ? Will you finally stop trying to have a little God and, but still do your own thing. Are you willing to fully surrender and experience the glory and the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus Christ? This life here under the feet can really keep you in bondage 
It can oppress you. You feel like life is being choked out of you because of your fears or because of the attack of the enemy or because it just may be a lifestyle of sin. You're constantly making bad choices. But tonight there is a God who doesn't look down. You see, you, you see it's, it, it, he's not put, he's not, he hasn't put his foot on the footstool to condemn you. He's put his foot on the footstool for you to understand that he has all power and authority over sin and death. And sin and death is defeated because Jesus went to the cross and now he's saying, jump into my arms. Jump into my arms. some of you the chains need to be broken and you need to be set free right now so even as I'm talking I want you to if, if you're saying if you're saying this in faith tonight I believe I believe in Jesus I want to experience his glory I want to experience his power I want his spirit to come inside of me I want to be saved and set free yeah I, I've, I've been that person just wrestling with stuff but if you if you're willing to receive him tonight as king of kings and lord of lords and I'm going to pray with you right now and you don't have to be ashamed of anything because because Jesus went to a cross and he wasn't ashamed of us and he took on all of our sin and he did. He was, he was stripped of all his clothes and made naked on the cross. And so I want you to be bold tonight and receive Jesus. And we're not going to stand here and, and treat this like a spectacle. We're going to be participants and we're going to pray with you. This is, this is the word of the Lord from his throne to you. In Revelation chapter 21, it says this. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said behold I am making all things new it is a new start for you tonight also he said this and he told his apostle he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true And he said to me it is done I know that you have faced some things but this is the word of the Lord for you it is done I know that there's been some disappointments, there's been some regrets, there's been some failure, but it is done. Jesus said it is finished on the cross and he wiped out our sin debt. He defeated death. It is done. I am the beginning and the end. And he said to the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God. And he will be my son. And may I add, and daughters. You can only conquer by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. You can only overcome those trials and circumstances by putting your complete trust in Jesus Christ. And for every person here that has come forward in faith, it's a new day and it's a new start. Would you pray with me? Repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, I believe and I receive your word I know in faith you died on the cross for all my sins as a sacrifice for my life I believe you rose again on the third day and because of you Jesus right now I'm a new person 
I receive you as my Savior. Heal my heart. Mend the broken pieces. I confess I can't fix things in my own strength. Today I trust you with my life. I'm completely surrendered. Be my Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah.